For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Newcastle videos and podcasts, download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. was on the 9th of June, Aideen Hudden, 62 on a summer's afternoon. I took the bus from Barbaras, she was heavy laden, and away we went along Collingwood Street, that's on the road to Bladen. Oh, we love, you should have seen him standing, passing the bus along the road, just to see him standing. All the lads and lasses there, and all the smiling faces, down around the Scots Road, to see the Bladen Hello and welcome to CHN Radio episode 131. It's your host, Greg Troxell. Uh, it is a hot 100 degree day in Las Vegas, the first one of the year. Um, it's only going up from here. And speaking of just the hotness is the hot takes that we're going to bring with you today. Um, I actually don't know if there's really any hot takes, but there's always no, hot takes. Always. Again. But... <laughs> the best damn co-host in the land, Elijah Newsom, is with me, and let's give him a lovely, warm introduction. How are I'm, you? I'm great. Um, I, I like when you said lovely, warm. I thought you were going to say lovely, warm, welcome. I'm just imagining <laughs> someone listening to this podcast, like giving me applause. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's well, that's like the aura I, I wanted to to create. Okay, that, I'm sure completely fine with that. Trust me, I love applause. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. To be honest, I'm doing doing okay, doing solid, um, living that pandemic life. Um, all that good stuff. What I've been doing a lot of, Greg, um, and if you follow me on Twitter, you know this, at Elijah underscore Newsome. There you go. I always got to plug the Twitter. Greg didn't plug his Twitter because he's lame. Um, but it's in, it's at NUFC underscore Greg. And I'm not really sure what he tweets about now that there's nothing going on with Newcastle. So um, follow him. Maybe don't follow him. I don't know. But anyway, if you're following me, I've been tweeting a lot about the Bundesliga, which – has been the saving grace for us footy fans who just want to watch some quality football. And it's been, a, it's been an experience. Um, Greg, have you been watching Bundesliga in any, a little? Yeah, my, my team. Uh, definitely. Your, your team. Dortmund? <laughs> no, um, I, I have. I've actually uh, done some Saudi streaming for Stuttgart instead. Oh. Has it gone well though? Okay, okay. I'm just want to say on this podcast, you said you would be supporting Dortmund because Warren Barton <laughs> has made yeah, positive yeah. comments about Dortmund. I'm not really sure the rationale because I don't think Warren's a Dortmund fan. I'm pretty sure he just thinks they're a good club. I yeah, well, they definitely are. And like I'm right now, I'm watching it for like the joy of Americans. Yeah. Honestly, like, see, I mean, there's so many talented young Americans playing in that league and that are making like significant impact and even like. I mean, I don't actively go out of the way to root for Alfonso Davies, but, like, he came from MLS and Canadian, and he's, like, world-class right now. So, like, I, I, I'm watching Bundesliga for those storylines. I, I would say the same. Like, I, I, like, loosely have ties to Leverkusen and Schalke. Schalke. But, I mean, like, Schalke has looked awful, and Leverkusen got smacked today. Um, but I was I also found myself, like, because I want to say Leverkusen, they were playing Wolfsburg – 
But like, I, yeah, they were playing Wolfsburg. And I honestly, I found myself rooting for Wolfsburg a little because I had a little bit of hope that I was like, if this isn't a close game, Uli Linus can make his debut, which didn't happen, which is messed up because they were winning like 4-0 at some point so anyway um i mean it's been cool to see football back and i think i've gotten used to honestly with the camera angles like and them pumping in the crowd noise and it being a now this week especially where it's been like a really good mix which by the way greg didn't realize this it's actually like the broadcast that's controlling the crowd noise and not the stadium itself because the sky sports germany feed is completely silent and like the American international English feed is like full of crowd notes. But anyway, not the point, but it's, it's actually, it, it's, it's definitely not the same, but it's as close as you possibly can get. Like they've now gotten to the point where like, you know, they, they whistle when the opposing keeper is about to take a goal kick or they boo like referee decisions. And they, if there's a, a bad foul that doesn't get called, you, you hear an uproar in the fans. So, Honestly, I'm 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 fine with it, but I am noticing one thing, Greg, that is interesting. Kind of lead into our next point because we're going to talk about project restart, I guess, at some point. Yeah. Um, what's interesting, and I think like someone brought this up earlier, is that like they're like I feel like the quality of play has gone down with the Bundesliga, and it's like something you have to remember when you're watching soccer and when we're eventually watching the Premier League again, is that it is really like you have to remember like players weren't playing for two months. So everyone's a little rusty. Like we're essentially seeing people just getting back into shape. And that's why there's like the doing this league is taking advantage of the five sub rule. And it's like on top of, you know, having to get back, get back into playing shape and get your touch back and, you know, get your chemistry back. Also the games are condensed. I mean, Bundesliga teams, you've got some teams who playing who played this past Saturday are playing either today who played Tuesday or Wednesday of this week. And then again, this weekend, and it's going to be like that for the next couple of weeks. So it's like, you're squeezing a lot of games into a certain amount of time with players who haven't played in two months. The quality of football is not going to be great, but nonetheless, I'm happy that football's back. I'm happy that we're seeing more leagues, more leagues saying we're going to come back without the fans. And it's, I'm used to it and fans are used to it. So, Hey, let's do it. Let's finish the seasons out. And hopefully by August, September, October, that kind of stuff, we're able to go watch some of these in person. Yeah, that make, make that happen. Can't wait make to visit Newcastle with Greg. Oh yeah, it's going to happen, folks. And we'll we'll do a whole shebang. That will be. Chaos. It will be one of those that, things where we're going to tweet it out. That's chaos. and we're just going to hope that everyone pays for all of our drinks. I don't yeah. know if Greg was exactly. helping that, but I'm just I'm speaking it into existence. Okay, good. Let's yeah, I'm I'm with it. We'll have uh, Chris Woff pay oh, for him. Oh yes, I know he's making uh, that athletic <laughs> money. Shout out Chris Woff yeah. who left us a one star review. <laughs> speaking of reviews, definitely help us out. We we got our first one star review. Um, so, but we didn't get any feedback. So we would love it if you could counteract that one star review by giving us many more five-star reviews. Even you can roast us in the, in the comment for the review, or you can give us constructive feedback because that would be great. But like it would be, if it's a five-star review and constructive feedback, that's perfect. Or if it's a five-star review and Greg Smouse, I don't care as long as we're getting the five-star reviews. Um, and if you feel compelled to give us anything less, why don't you just, just DM up, DM us and, uh, 
Well, I'd love to hear why. Or just say so, it in the review. Like, expose us and be like, hey, I think Elijah rambles too much. Four stars. If he rambled less, maybe I'd give you guys five stars. And I'm like, all right, well, I know not to do that. But now <laughs> someone gives a four star, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't know what Greg's doing wrong. Tell us, people. Well, I'm not. I'm not oh, you're right. Greg's not doing anything wrong. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, so we really appreciate if you do that. Um, people will be happy. <laughs> if yeah, you do. Us. Um, and then there could be a giveaway coming mm. through. Um, so let's get into the good good. And that's Project Restart. When are we going to see football again? Never. And the answer no. is maybe June 12th, maybe June 19th, maybe June 26th. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> that's better than my answer of never. um so we got the government clearance um so a vote will be made among the clubs if you're it's it's today you're listening to this the vote is today if it's wednesday when you're listening to this um and they're going to make a vote to determine if they're going to allow full contact during training uh yeah (laughs) There is also they're going to keep testing. There was two te- two more positive tests or two total positive tests, which I think Elijah and I aren't sure which yeah, one it is. It, it, it as long as it's not Newcastle players, I'm I'm inclined to say I don't care. But the, so Newcastle's doctor actually t- did an interview and he said that he's tested every single person in the organization twice and have yet to have a positive test. Yeah, because we're the best damn organization in this. Uh, in this, uh, in in the Premier League, in this here in the world. world, we're better than every other organization. Um, interesting. It's kind of funny. Like the the first like club news we're really hearing is from the club doctor, and not the the club has been sold. And Steve, well, Steve Bruce and the players have done interviews and stuff. Yeah, but, but we don't count Steve Bruce as a representative of the club. Okay, no, that was mean. <laughs> the players may. The players may. Because <laughs> it was reported that the players. Uh, would love for Steve Brucey to stay. Yeah, on. I'm sure they would. Which is yeah, like training three times. That's a week. honestly what you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure they want you know three times a week training, no running. You know, hey, you guys have a, you know, their their per diem can be used on alcohol and a way. Like I'm sure they <laughs> love Steve Bruce and how he manages. And there is something to be said about like happy manager, happy team culture. But there's also uh, something to be said about like you know the strict managers that win uh championships uh and leagues like i don't know rafa benitez or uh you know mauricio pochettino and for the record like i definitely think and someone's brought this up the people who are like uh we hate steve bruce are probably the same people that like oh sorry the people who the the players who love steve bruce are probably the same players who didn't like Rafa and then didn't get playtime under Rafa because they like, you know, didn't really, they didn't take training seriously or whatever. So just, you know, maybe those are just the types of players we don't want at Newcastle. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Maybe. Um, do you have anything else on restart? I think it's all just still wait and see until more voting. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see if they do the same DJing of the crowd noise that the Bundesliga broadcast. I mean, I think it would make it interesting, but I don't know. Can't wait. Can't wait for co- people to complain. Yeah. About it. And just, uh, I guess this is kind of relevant. Um, but again, I've seen, I think there was another club that refunded uh, fans for, for their, their tickets. And so Newcastle's kind of, 
one of the last clubs, if not the last club, to have just not done that, which, again, could be takeover-related, could just be Mike Ashley-related, who Mike Ashley made a statement this past week to the folks who are investors in House of Frasers and such. So, you know, I don't know what the deal is there, but just know we're still not refunding fans for uh, games they won't be able to attend. Yeah, uh, we're going to take a break now. I'm going to have a little surprise for Elijah oh on the other side of the break, and then we're going to talk about the takeover. Okay. We're going to do that right now. For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Plan your match day with our GPS travel planner, taking you to the best pubs, restaurants and hotels, home and away. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. Okay. We we have an obligation, Elijah. Mm. There's a lot of there's there's things that are known about this takeover, and there's there's plenty of things that are not known about the takeover. But there's way more mm. things that are not known, um, and very yeah. few people have have access. So what we have is me, you, and these listeners. Is we have a platform. Oh, in America, in the same country where our current owner lives or is staying. Okay. So we need to use this platform, us and our listeners, to find out where is Mike Ashley. Um, but we know why? he's in Miami. Yeah, but uh, but also, but why? Like, why does it matter? I'm, Nothing. He can't do anything. Like, oh no! As we, absolutely. We like all we have to do is take him to Wet Willies. Oh. Get up, get him some of them daiquiris, and just sign a paper. That's it. No. Okay. Again, I'm Mike Ashley is a man who enjoys money. I'm sure he's sitting here right now wondering, like, why the hell this shit isn't done yet? Just like the rest of us. Again, he wanted to announce it, like, three weeks ago, evidently, according to the Chronicle. And shout out to the Chronicle. They've done some decent reporting during all this. They're getting a lot of slack on Twitter because people like to be mad. But, like, shut up. Like, the Chronicle's doing the best they can considering the fact that like Nobody's their resources yeah they're just never given information because you know i don't know why the club doesn't want to work with the local paper who knows who cares anyway that's not the point the point is mike ashley's not the issue it's the premier league so you know we can find mike ashley all we want get him super wasted all he's going to say is like i'm waiting for my money just like you guys are waiting for this deal to be announced so what we need to do actually it's fine. So we need our UK fan base to go up to is, who's over. Is is Richard Masters? I guess. How does that work? Because he was like he's the C, he he was the CEO of the Premier League, but then they like announced a new guy. So I don't know who's over any of this, but find the guy, kidnap him, mm. and then make him approve the deal so that we can be announced before the end of the week. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we'll just let Mike Ashley stay in Miami. Yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, honestly, I want him to stay in Miami. And shout out to him. He's lost a little bit of weight. I mean, he's, yes. he's doing well. I mean, Do you honestly, have a connection we don't know about? No, I've, I've just been on Twitter, honestly. I've, <laughs> I saw – I watched the video. He looks significantly skinnier in his little address to, like, people who are shareholders and House of Frasers and all those other companies. And he just – he looks thinner. And, I mean – Fair play to him because I don't think I've lost that much weight during this quarantine. But Mike Ashley in his home gym, he's been putting in the work. And honestly, it might be just like he's not stress eating, figuring out like what to do with the club because he knows it's out of his hands. 
So he's good. He's living his stress-free, worry-free life. Mm. He's about to get a fat paycheck, and I can't be mad at him. So, Mike, you know, do what you got to do, brother. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the Wild Project restart is being sorted out. There's a certain club that we talk about in this podcast that could be taken over. Um, and it's been – Sheffield so- United. <laughs> It's been a roller coaster of emotions um, because, like, every day is something new. On Tuesday, we had another twist, and it was a World Trade Organization investigation that concluded that the Saudi Arabian state breached international law by running pirate TV network Be Out Q. Uh, that copyright infringement prompted the Qatari broadcaster, Be In Sport, uh, to to make representations to the Premier League, who reportedly gave the evidence to World Trade Organization against BLQ. So, mm-hmm. we're, like, we're we're not we can't know. Like Elijah and I, or, or probably anyone who's not in the Premier League, like doing this takeover, will is going to know like why and how and what outcome this would be. Uh, but it's reported that the World Trade Organization's full report will be published in mid-June. So I, I, I'd imagine that maybe lawyers would try to push it out till then. I don't know. Um, it's it's really yeah. hard to see how this would affect it because they shut the door so much that it's hard to, like, ju- like I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, and shout out to, to Red Rose Michelle, who has gained a lot of fame during all of this. I don't really know why. I mean, she has some threads. I'm not really sure of her background. She's a lawyer. I guess. She, okay, that, that's it. I mean, I wish I was a lawyer and could just tweet things out. I'm not going to say anything. But anyway, she had a thread today that like eased the fears of many, which many people have brought up, including the Jordy Dentist, which I'm now starting to realize that a lot of people who we consider like our experts on this takeover are just average people i who do not say, consider jordy dentist an expert that's what i'm saying like i'm sorry not we the collective <laughs> newcastle fan base seem to think jordy dentist who is literally just a dentist who lives in like the arab region to be like experts on this and like no offense to red rose michelle she is a lawyer and i'm sure she definitely has a little bit more expertise than the rest of us but again she's not taken over a club she's not sold a club she's not bought a club so, like, I mean, she hasn't assisted in a takeover of any kind. So, I mean, again, she definitely knows more than Greg and I about the legal proceedings and how things work from a legality standpoint in Europe. But also, some of the things she comments on are just not legal issues. They're just general takeover issues, and this is one of them. But they do bring up – both of them brought up decent points, which is the fact that, like, this is stuff that the Premier League has actually probably had access to for the past couple of weeks. And when we first heard initial hiccups in um, this potential takeover, that was about two weeks ago. And so this is stuff that's been in the works for a while. So I don't, excuse me, I don't think it's deal off, but I do think it is. Um, I don't know if it's really that much of a cause for concern because at the end of the day, the Premier League wants money. And, you know, whether or not Saudi Arabia is involved in this piracy thing, the one thing that, that the Premier League can do, because they do have the negotiating power here, is say, like, hey, we'll let you be a part of this league if you start bidding for, you know, the rights to broadcast in the Middle East. And there's a lot of holes in the in, in the Be Out Q story, I mean, including the fact that, like, you know, there there's – I'm sorry, including the fact that, like, 
Arabsat, the, 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 the organization that's heavily linked to the whole BLQ thing, which by the way, BLQ has been shut down. Like I, I tried to use today. It doesn't exist anymore, but Arabsat, which is the, the, the main uh, broadcasting network people are linking BLQ to is partially owned by Qatar and a ton of other states. And we've mentioned this all before. So I, I don't know. I wouldn't look too much into it. I mean, I think it was definitely scary reading it at first, but once you get into the bulk of the article and you get into and take everything into context, you realize that this is just another person writing an article to get some clicks about to take over. At the end of the day, there's only a few people who know what's really going on. And that's Richard Masters, I'm assuming. And, uh, you know, the actual, and not honestly, just really the Premier League at this point. It, it really seems like even both the selling and buying party don't really know what's on the mind of the Premier League. So I don't know, Greg. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's um, like w- one of the things I think about when these things happen, like this piracy thing, um, the, it's in the, like, it's definitely in the interest of the Premier League to be able to sell rights to Saudi Arabia, specifically when two clubs would be under ownership of Saudi people, <laughs> uh, it would be extremely lucrative deal, especially if the PIF is owning one of the clubs. Uh, so in, this is a situation where the Premier League could easily tell Saudi, like, not only are you going to buy Newcastle, but we're going to work on a broadcasting deal just like every other country does. And that's it. Like no more piracy. And what if everybody's just like, okay, yeah, we'll do that. Like they're not going to have a problem with it anymore. Are they like, it's a very simple fix. Like if Saudi yeah. say it is true, say they're guilty and Saudi's like, yeah, but we're, we're willing to negotiate a super lucrative deal. Like we'll sell, like we'll buy all premier. And, and, and by the way, like, that's, like, that's a no brainer. And and by the way, even if TV like obviously if they, even if they pay like the reason people pay a lot for TV rights is that like they make the money back. Mm-hmm. Like the reason that the American Super Bowl, the TV rights to that is such a big deal is because you make so much money off of commercials. And so, you know, I'm sure the Saudi Arabian government would not mind being the sole broadcaster in the in the in an entire region for the largest club in the world. But sorry for the largest league in the world in which three clubs have Middle Eastern ties. Like I'm very, I'm, it's, it's very dumb. And I, I, like you said, Greg, it's an, it's a quick fix. Let's just move on. Honestly, like once this happens or once there's an announcement in general, like we can definitely go into detail, but there's no sense in discussing anything else. Takeover related Steve Bruce's future, whether or not we're buying Harry Kane or Pochettino or Gareth Bale or Neymar and Mbappe, none of this matters because nothing's been done. So, you know, let's let's do an ad break or something. I don't know. Yeah, no, we'll definitely we'll definitely go into ad break, uh, and then we'll do some fun stuff on the other side. So we're gonna take a break, and we'll talk to you soon. For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Our chat system connects the Newcastle community with its public forums for supporters globally, as well as private chats with your mates. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. Okay, Elijah. Yeah. You ready for some trivia? No. (laughs) I'm not going to lie and say yes. The answer is no. Okay. Well, I'll ask you your first question. Okay. Which championship club Okay. Is Freddie Woodman currently on loan at? Okay, Darby County. No. 
Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, that was last year, wasn't it? He was definitely a Darby last year. Um. Okay. 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 Wait. It's a team that's good because, like, they could get promoted. All right. Yeah. So, all right. Team that's good <laughs> in the premier. No, in the championship. In the championship. All right. All right. Um. Okay. All right. I'm trying to think. So Fulham's up there. I'm think pretty sure Leeds is up there. Um, who else? Um, mm, wait, Astonville is in the Premier League still. They're going to get relegated, I think. All right. Okay. Um, it's Swansea. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you. You got it. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, I was like, it's not Leeds. Cause I, cause I was thinking Derby County, you know, I thought Derby County cause I was like, I know the team's black Similar and white. colors. Yes, and they definitely weren't the team he was loaned to last season. So yeah. I don't, I don't know why I thought I just it's the same colors. That was really it. Mm-hmm. How is Swansea doing actually? What are, let me. Uh, I don't remember. Let's see, because I mean I remember in the beginning of the league, um, they were in the beginning of the year they were doing really well. So yeah. um, let's see. They are – nope, they're in 11th. All right, looks like Freddie's going to be yes. back in Newcastle next season. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's go to the next one that I want to do. And which well, – I feel like we kind of – we talked about this too. Okay. Um, so okay. this club was just relegated, and that allowed Demba Ba to leave for free in 2011 in order to join Newcastle. Okay, just relegated – Okay, Fulham. No, but West in the Brom. same city. <laughs> okay, West Brom. Which isn't in the same city as Fulham. I I don't know this. Um, uh, they were just first, relegated. Right. Sheffield uh, Wednesday? First. No. first Stoke. Uh, Huddersfield. Let me give you your hint. Okay. So okay. Fulham, same city as Fulham. Okay, West so Brom, London. Keep the West. Okay, West Ham. <laughs> yes. Wait, wait. West Ham was not just relegated. That's just not true. Well, they were. I, that team was relegated in 2011, which allowed Demba. Okay. To okay. Free. I thought you were saying like this team was like recently relegated. It was just why I was like. Full. Oh no! Yeah. Okay. In okay. 2011, they were. Okay. Well, yeah. Relegated. That's yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you there. That okay. is a fact. They are still yes, in the Premier League right now. Um. They could get relegated again. Who knows? Fabrizio Colatini. Okay, Argentinian. Cisco. Albert Luque. And okay. Fabian Scher. Okay. All joined Newcastle United from which club? Basel. No. What? Fabian Scher definitely came from Basel. No, he didn't. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I, I, the, the, I, my hint is it is in La Liga. It's in lo- wait Fabian wait time out that's thrown me for a loop because I could have <laughs> sworn we bought Fabian Share from the Swiss league, but we I guess we didn't. He definitely played for Basel, didn't right? I, uh, I'm checking right now. I think you're right. But I'm pretty sure. Well, he's he's, he's Swiss, so probably. Yeah, yeah. But say if you're Swiss and you're good, you've played for Basel. Um, um, yeah, it's he like did. being. Scottish went in to, playing for Rangers. He was at Basel, then he went to Hoffenheim, then he went to this club, and then joined Newcastle. Oh, man. Okay. 
<laughs> I know. I, and I so do did know. three other former Newcastle players. I really wish people could see the stress on my face right now. Because, like, I thought the this thing was is a great I, one. I know La Liga club. So, like, I don't want to say the wrong one because I know every club in La Liga. <sighs> okay. Okay. Well, let me throw you off. No, no, no. Don't do that because that's not fair. The club not... at the time were in La Liga. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, they were probably they. So you're saying at the club at the time the club wasn't in La Liga. Oh the wait, no, was. you're saying they just they just got relegated. Okay. Uh let me just see where they're currently at, just to make sure. Fuck. <laughs> this is. Oh my gosh! If I don't get this, I'm going to scream. <sighs> By the way, I have the championship table pulled up, and it's just like. N- well, actually, I was gonna say, I was gonna say it's not even close between like first and you know sixth, but like to get in the playoff position, it's like a three point race between like six clubs. Yeah, so, that's usually how. That's why the league is awesome. That's so dope. Okay. Oh, okay. Um. All right. So, Villarreal still in La Liga. Deportiva Alves is still in La Liga. Uh, obviously, Real Madrid, Atletico. Um, Sevilla, all those clubs are still there. <sighs> yeah, they okay. are not in La Liga currently. Mm. I, I honestly like. I just, I just don't know. I, I don't know. I have no idea. You have to tell me. Deportivo La Coruña. <laughs> so. You know, yep. if I just said Deportivo something, I would have been half right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would have given it to you. That's um, my last a, one. We'll end it on a, a how, how did you layup. Okay, no, but how did you how did you even like figure that one out? Like what did you read to lead like that led you to that? I line? can't I can't let you know my secrets. Damn it. I thought you were gonna let me know your secrets, but um, apparently that's not allowed. Last one we'll lay out for you, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh what country does okay. Christian Atsu play for internationally? Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> oh no! Come All on, right. <laughs> Okay. Um. Okay, it's between. Or in my head. Okay. To be fair, I'm not sober, so give me the benefit of the doubt. In my head, it's between two countries, and both of them could be the right answer because they're both in West Africa and they're both pretty close to each other. It's it's not Nigeria because that's like a Wobi. I can and, confirm uh, it is not. Okay, then it's Ghana. I can confirm. Okay, it right, is because <laughs> I, I was thinking between it's either Nigeria or Ghana, and I'm like, I know Nigeria because they have like a t- they do have a lot of Premier League players, but they're they're not Christian Atsu. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. So we did that. That's awesome. Now we we're going to talk about thing. a little fun thing. Oh. Uh, so I'm going to start with the question. Hmm. And it's something that I've been thinking about. And it's funny because Bayern Munich's uh, director of football said uh, last week, right after we released our podcast, actually, that he would prefer that this happened. Okay. And it's pretty interesting uh, being like I, a world I, power that they are. I think you would prefer that it would happen because they're, because Bayern Munich overpays a lot of individuals. But well, that's, that's what the agents are doing too. Yeah. Uh, so. It's been suggested, well, they started it, and I wanted to have this conversation, is should the Premier League 
and or World Football institute a salary cap. Like mm. similar, I don't want it like the MLS. Okay, I want I it similar. Say, all right, so I, when you first posed this question to me, just like in general, mm-hmm. my first thought was no, because I was thinking about the MLS. But when you think about it, like if the salary cap was done differently, like I, because that's the other thing is that I have to remember that the MLS salary cap is the way it is because the MLS doesn't make that much money. As much money as they do make, like in comparison to other leagues, they just don't make that much money. So there's a reason for the salary cap. Whether or not you agree it should still be there is another question and all the roster rules that come with it. But the MLS has an absurd like contract structure, salary cap structure, roster structure in general. And so like, now that I've had a moment to process it and realize that it wouldn't be like the MLS because MLS is an anomaly in so many different ways. I honestly, yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, there's not only is, is it being, it's, it's getting, especially in certain leagues, um, you know, it's getting pretty top heavy in general. Um, but also within the top heaviness per se, which I'm not really sure if that's a word um, you're getting teams that are just clearly better than other teams because they can afford to pay them more. And I mean, today we saw a perfect example of this. Derek Klassiker. Bayern Munich is on their way to their potentially eighth straight Bundesliga title, which just shouldn't exist in any league whatsoever. There needs to be a little bit of parity. And part of that is that they literally can afford to pay any player that is good in the Bundesliga how much they want, which is like, I understand the dream for a lot of German young German players is to play for Bayern Munich, but that's just like simply not fair. Like, and we've already seen it in multiple ways. I mean, you've got guys like Pavard who who've left smaller clubs to go to, to Bayern Munich guys like Mario Goza who have gone from small to, okay, I wouldn't say Borussia Dortmund small, but a smaller club than Bayern Munich to Bayern Munich and then back simply for money reasons all that, all that kind of stuff, blah, 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 blah. Um, I think that it would be helpful um, in order to create a little more parity at the top. And you, you look at any other league, PSG, the Premier League, there's a select few teams who, if you can afford to pay certain players wages, they're going to choose you over any other team, regardless of, you know, whether or not you're a consistent Champions League, you know, football club or, you know, your club's history. It's just, hey, if Man City can afford to pay me 170K a week, I'm going to play there. Yep. No, it's, it's something like when you, when you look at players that are on wages that are extremely high, like, I mean, look at how much Jack Colback's getting paid to not play. Um, that's that's stuff that would much, end in a salary in, cap situation. Yeah. Or like, like, if you look at it, like how much Higuain will make next season, regardless of where he plays or Goza, who also could be on the move. Yeah. They're going to both make a ton of money. They're going to take the highest contract possible because they kind of know, like I wouldn't say in the case of Goza, but for Higuain, like his career is pretty much over. He's just going to be chasing the paycheck. It's like, you got players like that. You got players like Max Mayer, who is making an absurd amount of money to ride the bench at Crystal Palace. And so, like you said, it would eliminate some of that, make things a little bit fair. And it would also force you to hire solid sporting directors. And it would, well, it would force teams to do well in developing folks in their academy. Like yeah. you have to push an effort towards developing young talent yourself in order to keep yourself under the salary cap. Some some things that pop into mind when like it's a very American ideology and I get that and I know some of our listeners will definitely be against it. I I was curious if we were both going to be on the same side here, but we are. Um, and and I get when why people are against it, but what the benefit for it is one parity 
like you're going to have players going to not as prestigious clubs because prestigious clubs can then they, they, they can't afford to take on anymore. Yeah. There's, you can put a minimum cap and a maximum cap to force owners to spend a certain amount. They have to. And the owners won't be going over that cap. They won't be able to. So then they're taking in more money to invest in infrastructure and in development. Um, yeah. And that in turn make, makes everything better. So there, there's from that parity and money overflow standpoint, that's fantastic. But also like you have hope, hope gets instilled because you could be a, like you could be a Watford and like legit, it could happen one year. Yeah. Like Leicester could happen more. I mean, and those essentially are- that's, if you look at the best league with the salary cap in the world, it's the, it's the NFL and NFL, like there's a reason you never see a team three peat in the NFL. Because yeah. the parity is so good. There's dynasties, so, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. But, but it, it, like the Patriots are a dynasty, but they didn't win every year. They were competitive, but there were teams that were able to compete with them. It came down to essentially the things that should matter in a sport, which was how good are your best players and how good of a coach do you have? That's the reason the Patriots won so many Super Bowls. It really wasn't because they paid their way to the top. It was because they had – they developed really good players. They developed and a they team. always – they developed a team and they had an excellent coach, which is really at bare bones what everyone wants and what everyone respects. So yeah, I'm I'm hundred percent with you. Yeah. I think parity would be would great. Need... I'd love to see Watford be competitive. I'd love to see, you know, newly promoted sides have a shot in the Premier League at finishing in the top ten. What's that? I would love for newly promoted side newly promoted sides to have a shot okay. at finishing the top okay. ten. Um uh, okay, so one other thing that would have to happen is there would have to be a players' union. That would be the first thing. So it'd be interesting. Like uh, they, I think there already think, a players' union. Well, it's like no, it's not as strong as not. I mean. Okay, there. I thought there was because well, they made not like it's. it's I'm gonna say it's not. It's not as strong as other players' unions, so, like, for example, in the states. But there's like some sort of governing body for players. Yeah, there is, but no, <laughs> it, it, it sucks. It's not the same. Um, and it would need to be, I think the best case would, it would have to be in all the top leagues um, based on like, they'd have to do a strategy based on league revenue and then a salary cap based on that. And that's, and, and one like over encompassing player union to oversee all of it. That's probably how it would happen. But, you know, I think it would be interesting. It would definitely take those. It would, it would stop the insane wages. Like people wouldn't pay 40 mil for Jolinton. Uh, those things. So, yeah. um, and it also would you know. stop like just the insanity that agents cause, where it's like they're just potentially ruining players' careers, i.e., Joel Linton, just because they can get a higher agency agent's yeah. fee. I do feel bad for Joel Linton because, like, he just was not ready for the amount of pressure that was put on him, and like his agent kind of forced that to happen. Yeah. So. Shout out to his agent, I guess, for getting that paper, but sucks for Joel Linton. <laughs> well, okay. So that that's just a thought I had. It would be really cool to see. Probably mm-hmm. I mean I'd be if, if anyone's gonna start it, I would see Germany being the ones oh, to start 100%. it. hundred percent. Um but, especially because the parity in their league is so bad. Like yeah. the the gap between the top five teams and the next five is is a little bit absurd. It's not as bad as eh, eh, I would say it's pretty bad. 
it's it's pretty bad. Like Byron can like it's always and they mentioned today during the Dorman Byron Byron uh game is like with with Dorman and Byron it's never how well do they do against each other because like oftentimes it's pretty tit for tat. Like today was a one 0 win for Byron. It's always how much how 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 well do they perform against everyone else in the league, which is really just not how like league should work like it shouldn't be like there's two really good teams and it only matters how well they do against everyone else in the league not each other so i don't know i i could see germany definitely being the first to, to implement something like that yeah uh last thing i want to cover is going over to the twitters oh we have nufc 360 put oh. out a, a bomb tweet okay. and i want to go through some of the responses uh it was Jamie Carragher's Lockdown Kara Challenge. And it's a starting 11 of United players and one manager, each from different nations. And I want to see what people thought about some of the, the ones I found. And I'll, I'll read one. And then, Elijah, I want you to read the one I think you're going to read. Okay. Um, so one I, I, pretty, I liked is given – as keeper, Hughes is right back. Colaccini, center back. Albert, center back. Willems, left back. Uh, Robert, ref, left wing. Center mid is Speed. Center mid, Teote. Right wing, Solano. Striker, Shearer. And Ba, manager, Benitez. Each from different countries. Um, yeah. That's, that's a good one, I thought. <laughs> um what what's your what's what one do you want to read Elijah? easily my favorite <laughs> we got our our boy the the brilliant belgian matt sells and goal kakapa the, the brazilian it's a back three which is hilarious by the way in general uh bacapa basong and rosenthal with simdi young in the midfield alan smith ignacio maria gonzalez ferreira as well in the midfield with cisco rivieri and dumbia up top just an amazing front three, to say the least. Um, and some, and they didn't even have a manager, and someone said the manager should be Graham Salinas. So, uh, again, my favorite team. Honestly, I might have to switch out Cisco for Hosselu, Um, If we're talking about Spanish forwards, that brought much joy to many fans at Newcastle. Hosselu is probably up there for me. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's something. It's it's a, it's it's but it is something that is interesting and so if you haven't already go ahead and check that tweet out there's a lot of really good responses and honestly is one thing where it's like maybe next week we can bring our own because it's like something I'd actually have to think about if we're being serious yeah um because it is a pretty tough challenge mm-hmm. Fun show is yeah. there anything else you want to cover oh well Greg as you know I must make my prediction of the week yeah um, Newcastle United oh, yeah. Oh my! Like the, the deal will thing. be announced. It will be announced. I'm telling you, people, it will be announced. If it doesn't get announced, I will chug a beer next week on this podcast. <laughs> oh, oh I like no! Now. now we're getting better. Oh gosh, that's so awful. I'll chug a beer on this podcast and I'll, next I'll, week. I'll record it and post it to Twitter for proof. Okay, do it. Do okay. it. Okay. <laughs> if the Newcastle deal, like I'm, this is a guarantee elijah Newsom guarantee scouts honor and i am an eagle scout by the way so scouts honor means mm. something here mm. okay go eagles, go eagles. <laughs> um newcastle united the announcement for the, the sale of club will occur this wednesday 
or this Thursday before 5 p.m. Guarantee it. Book it. Bet on it if you can. We we found out that last week we found out it's actually really hard to to bet on this. So if you find a way to bet on it, bet on it and then share how to bet on it with us. Tag us at chn underscore radio. We'll let the masses know. But yes, it will happen this week, Greg. Wednesday yeah. or Thursday before five p.m. Book it. Yeah, well, let's do it. I'm in. Mm. I'm in. So uh, next week we'll have another one for you. Hopefully, we don't have to keep going many more weeks without something like at this point like when it happens but like just let us know if it's not like put us like stop stringing us along guys like we need to know um but until then we'll see you next week for episode 132 of chn radio but until then that concludes episode 131 of chn radio i'm your host greg troxel that's the best damn coach in the land Elijah Newsom. and we'll see you next week boy the lads Love you guys. Yeah, so. What a pride. Pray the dark, it's in Park, if the in the I'm coming home. And I'm proud to be a Jody, and to live in Jody land. Some people think we're 40, and we're hard to understand. And they say it's just self-pity. And we're not so very tough Cause the people in the big fat city Haven't had it tough as rough I'm coming home, Newcastle You can keep your London wine I've walked the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle of the river Tyne I'm coming home, Newcastle I wish I'd never been away I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound And me mother saying, hey, how we I'm coming home The old blind busker who stands at Phoenix door. He plays a mean accordion, you've all seen him there before. And I love the Geordie heroes, there's so many famous names like Linda Swan in Gaza, Brendan Foster in the Gates at Games. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of your own brown nail. I'm coming home, Newcastle, if you never win the cup again. I'll brave the darkest in James's Park, in the Gallagher's end in the rain. I'm coming home, Newcastle, you can keep your London wine. I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of the river tide. I'm coming home, Newcastle, I wish I'd never been away. Kiss the ground for the welcome sound And me mother saying, hey, how we I'm coming home, Newcastle I might as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle of your own brown nail I'm coming home, Newcastle If you never win the cup again I'll brave the dog, it's in James's pocket The Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home